This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, hey, Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry, you said a lot there, and you are absolutely dead on, man. Do we have enough stuff? March Madness is here, but uh, it's like everything else is making us mad as well. <laughs> it is. It is. It's been an unbelievable. Gordon, how was your weekend? It was an excellent weekend. Jam-packed weekend, Friday yes. night, Saturday night. So oh. um, uh, a lot of fun, but yes. uh, now we get down to business. Now we get down to business, and you know what I always say. Let's go to work. We begin uh, talking a little next. Just for a second, because Gordon, I had to tell you last night, I was very concerned. I was very concerned going into that Nick game. I had the lead. I, I was the sandwich. I, I was the meat between the Rangers post game mm-hmm. and the Knicks pregame. And so the Rangers had a tough loss last night. And then you're looking at a Nick team who had lost two in a row, who started to look a little, you're getting a little uneasy watching mm-hmm. them while you understand that they did not have Jalen Brunson and you get that and you once again were reminded why he is now underpaid <laughs> as a Nick. Uh, you did say, well, we expected them to win because they beat Boston in double overtime, so they should be able to beat somebody. Fortunately, fortunately, they were able to get a win last night to stop that three-game losing streak. Yeah, that was a must-need. Uh, they definitely needed that one, uh, especially after the way uh, things went against the Clippers and the way things have gone on the road trip, uh, especially the Clippers game with um, – with uh, Julius Randle kind of melting down there at the end and what seemed like a, a game that they might be able to hang with turns out to be a game that uh, they lose by double digits. So that was a game yesterday with Jalen Brunson, without Jalen Brunson. I know the Lakers have been playing better. I think they had won three or four in a row, uh, even without LeBron. But that was a game that if you're a Nick fan, you're circling. This is the, this is the drop-dead point. We cannot lose this game and expect to have a halfway decent road trip or survive this road trip because – you know, you start losing games, and with the way the Nets have been playing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're coming right. You, we were talking about you know building up a little bit of a reserve. Well, that reserve is going away very quickly. So that was a that was a much needed win last night for the Knicks. And you said it, Gordon. You got to take a hat off to the Nets, right? Because this is a team that you saw them get wiped out a couple of against a couple of opponents, but they bounced back. They're now overtaking the Knicks. You know, going into that game last night, they were in fifth place. And how about beating Denver in Denver? By yeah. two, that, that team, you know, listen, they're playing very well, very, very well. And they had lost three in a row, and uh, it seemed like, well, you know, they made the trade. They have some nice pieces, but it's going to mm-hmm. be tough for them to, to kind of figure it out on the fly. They're figuring it out on the fly. I mean, you go into Denver and get a win there, and now, uh, you know, essentially tie with the Knicks for that, uh, that, that fifth or sixth spot. So yep. uh, they have certainly – put some things together i didn't necessarily expect that to be the case but um yeah they have absolutely uh, found a uh, found a little role here so yeah the knicks cannot uh, they can't afford to lose any more ground no they can and we'll talk next a little bit later uh in the show also gordon really quick uh ncaa tournament brackets were announced yesterday uh, mm-hmm. our good friends over the fairly dickinson are in play on wednesday night for the play-in Iona and FDU, the only two teams locally, New York City teams, into the big dance. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest with you. I have not really been following it as closely mm, this year as, uh, as in other years, but uh, some disappointed teams, certainly. Um, I know Rutgers is very yeah. disappointed that they're not part of the field. So, look, when the, when the games start, 
uh, I'll be into it and I'll Absolutely. be watching every single second. And uh, but uh, yeah, the very disappointing, disappointing turnout because it seemed like we were going to have a lot of local representation this mm-hmm. year, and it's uh, not really the case. No, it's not. It's not. And of course, Gordon, today uh, the the unofficial official day of free agency because it, the official contracts go in on Wednesday, mm. and uh, I guess it's time to talk about you know who, who. Who's that? Aaron Rodgers watch. R-E-L-A-X. We're live. Aaron Rodgers watch. Aaron Rodgers watch. You'll have a glass of scotch and chill out a little bit. We're chilled. We've had we've had more than a glass of scotch, Gordon. We're ready. We you just you know what's gonna happen. Joe and I were talking about it before we started. He's gonna make the announcement tomorrow, McAfee. So tune in to McAfee. That's what he's going to do. He's going to get his guy up. He's going to make the announcement on McAfee tomorrow, and he's going to tell you what he's going to do. And hopefully it'll be, you know, the real thing, unlike the tweet that went out earlier today. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it seems like everything's pointing in that direction. I've always kind it of better. felt like, yeah, I, well, with the guys going off the board, it if it turns out that the Jets have misread this situation in any way, uh, it's almost a fireable offense, is it not? Yeah, yeah, you could now, say. Now, look, all the signs are pointing to it getting done. I think he was their best option um, going into free, you know, going into the off season. I didn't necessarily expect the Lamar Jackson stuff, but uh, leave that out, if you will. But uh, I do think that Aaron Rodgers is the best road for the Jets to pursue. But you got to get it done, and we've seen plenty of times in the past where we thought deals were done. And it just kind of lingered, and it's gone on another day and another day and another day, and, and you keep thinking, oh, well, tomorrow's going to be the day, and tomorrow never comes. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case here, but oh, my God. For all the things that have gone wrong in the history of the New York Jets, if they get left at the altar by Aaron Rodgers, this will be one I don't know if Joe Douglas can recover from. No, he can't. He won't be able to recover. But, but you know what's funny? Neither will the owner because he was on the plane with them. Oh, no question. But the owner is not right going to be forced to sell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Well, there's some folks who wish he would. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure there are. And, and I would and not that doubt that like the this, owner. There'll be more. <laughs> yeah, the owner is the one pushing for this to be the road they go down. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. But right. it's clear this is the road they've gone down. This is yeah. They've made all the plans for this. So uh, I would expect that before too long. But i got to be uh, – I've been very uh, – Pro Rogers Jets. That's the way it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's rushing to the altar. Nope. You know, like if you go out with a girl and um, and and you, you think you hit it off, you think you had a good time, she had a good time, and and then you're waiting for a phone call. Mm-hmm. And you know, look, she's not going to call you the first day. You never call the person the next day. No. You wait a day. You wait two days. You wait three days. It's been like a week now. <laughs> Maybe that call's not coming. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, Larry, what does he have to figure out? Nothing. The, the, it's not like he's got options. Nope. Not really. Nope. I mean, the Packers have made that clear. They're ready to move on. Well, well not, even just, move not on. even just them. Who's the other team that's interested in Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Doesn't seem like there's one. It doesn't seem like there is not. You're right. And once again, Jimmy G's headed to the Raiders. You know, you got... Mike White is now a Dolphin. Okay, I got, I got it. I, I, what did I do, Gordon? What did I do earlier? You said today? save it for the show. 
I texted Gordon as soon as yep. I found out, and I said, I got to hear his immediate reaction. All right, what was your reaction when you found out? Well, I think it's good because they have now one injured quarterback who's always hurt. Now they'll have the other guy who's always hurt, and you just have to hope that their their cycles aren't in the same in the same lane. You know, if one can start eight games and the other guy can start, you know, nine games, as long as you're one good. of them's healthy every single week, Larry. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I think it's a good spot for Mike White. It is, absolutely. You know, I thought two guys today got backup jobs who fell into very good spots. Oh. Mike White with the Dolphins because it does seem like he will get a chance to play. Mm-hmm. And with the weapons that they have down there, if you can do it, you should be able to do it there. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Sam Darnold. Oh. Going to the, the Niners. Niners. I don't know if Sam Darnold's ever going to be a starting quarterback, but I'll tell you this. If he, if he can't do it in San Francisco, well, then it's not going to work anywhere. He could sit on the bench and get a ring. He very well might. But, you know, <laughs> with, the, with Shanahan's history of quarterbacks yeah. and his system. Yeah. Uh, and, again, like, it's kind of weird that they're in the market for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because they got Trey crazy? Lance there. Yeah. They got Brock Purdy there. Yeah. And who knows? They just maybe. need an experienced guy. They just need yeah. an experienced backup. That's all they need, a veteran guy. But I would not if – if you told me week seven, you know, because Brock Purdy's injury, I don't know if he's going to be ready for the right. start of the year. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance has not been able to stay healthy. Who knows? Maybe, maybe by week five or week seven or somewhere around that time, Sam Darnold gets a shot and good luck to him because yeah. it's probably going to be his last shot, you would think. Yeah, oh, I would think so. And yeah. if he can't – like you said, if he can't fit in that offensive scheme, mm-hmm. he got issues. It's got issues. It's the opposite of New York, New York. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. If you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere. So hopefully, for Sam's sake, it it gets worked out. Yeah, you hope so. And the Giants have made a couple of uh, free agent moves as well. Yeah, nothing too, uh, nothing too splashy so far. I've seen some Giant fans not too happy with that. It's weird. There's a big divide with the Giant fans where there's a group that completely trusts Joe Shane as if he's been on the job for 15 years and delivered four championships. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones who want to see the big splashy moves. Yeah. And I would think that if you've been a giant fan for the last, you know, 10 years, you've seen some splashy moves, splashy moves in the NFL. Don't always Kenny Galladay was a mm-hmm. splashy move. How did that work out? Not well, <laughs> not well, <laughs> not well, Larry, not well, not did well, not did, did not, not work out. out. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll take your phone calls and we'll, uh, you know, talk a little bit about this free agency. Remember, at eleven o'clock, Gordon, we will release one side. Yeah, we, we will release the first region oh. of the rewatchable movie bracket. We'll oh, unveil boy. how it's going to work this time. A little oh, different. Oh. We did it a few years ago. Had some fun, had some excitement, ended in controversy. So uh, we'll see which movies are the first ones in the field this time around. It always ends up in some controversy, doesn't it? Uh, it I don't does. know. It doesn't it have does. to. You know, if the audience just does the right thing, if they stop <laughs> screwing it up, it'll be fine. You know? I don't know what to tell them. It's on you. We'll continue the conversation on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Jet fan, mm-hmm. I would be very concerned. Mm. The phrase was from Aaron Rodgers, you can't be an all-time player playing just one year. Yeah, that did kind of jump out, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it I... 
I think it's pretty clear at this point the Jets have put all their eggs in that basket. Yes. So it, it doesn't matter if it's a if it's one year. I'm sure they'd like to get two years. Of course. There's no way that they can get a guarantee from Aaron Rodgers that it's good. Even if he comes here and says, oh, no, I'm definitely playing two years. We've seen all the people. Everybody in sports says one thing and then does another. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that he's going to be able to guarantee you that he's coming here for two years. And it doesn't seem to bother the Jets. You had to know that going into it that you you probably only go, you're only going to know that you get one year out of him for sure. Mm hmm. And if you're good with that and you go down that road, well, then that's on you. So they are, I mean, they're, they're approaching this kind of from a desperation standpoint because all the other options are, are flying by. And they didn't have to be this way. They could, they could have taken one. And I get it. I get it. You, look, Rogers is better than Jimmy G. I understand mm -hmm. that. Yes. I get it. And you have to be concerned about Jimmy G's injuries issue, injury issues. Mm -hmm. I get it. But you know, it comes a time, you know, when you when you're waiting this long, you, you got to be concerned. You well, have he, to be concerned. Here's and I think I heard Jet fans today on the K show uh, getting a little fed up with the whole thing, and I heard people on Dan's show getting fed up with this whole. This is what it's going to be like, and it does feel like. I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes Brett Favre seem like Thurman Munson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just you know, go out there and play and doesn't speak a whole lot or or anything like. Um, I would just say envision week one. Don't don't be in the now. Think about what the future and what think about your excitement week one when you have a quarterback, you're you start whoever you're playing to the season opener and you know you got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Mm -hmm. But I can understand why you would be getting frustrated right now. I could understand why you're a, a little nervous right now. But I sure. do think I, I will say this, and maybe I'm jinxing it by saying it, and maybe part of me is hoping it's a reverse jinx in some way. Not even the Jets can blow this. They are so they, they clearly they have to know that he is interested in coming here and there's just a delay because he's the, the delicate genius. But I don't even think the Jets could blow this because if they blew this, this would be an all-timer in Jets history. And think about what, what, what kind of history that is. I don't know, Gordon. This may go past Jet history. I, I really might. It might go past Jet history if you're able to, because you have held up your entire franchise mm -hmm. for one guy. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about the guy who's 26, 27. No. We're talking about the guy who's damn near 40. Mm -hmm. And you don't know, and, and you're not sure how long he's going to play. He's not even sure. He's not even sure he's going to play right now. Exactly. And come on, Gordon, let's be honest. And, and Marcus Spears said it earlier today, and he's a thousand percent right. You look at Aaron Rodgers last year. He didn't look like a guy who was all who was totally invested in Green Bay. He didn't play like a guy who really – the last couple of games, Gordon, they still had a shot to make they the They did. Yep. They came off he the deck. Put, he Absolutely. didn't put that team on his back and, and will them in those last couple of games. Nope. Hadn't done it. Nope. So, I mean, you got to – you know, I agree with Marcus. When you look at – we know what he's been in the past. Gordon, he's, he's, he's been an MVP, multiple MVP. Mm -hmm. We know what he can do. We know his talent. His talent is unquestioned. But mentally, I don't know if he – he either he was done with Green Bay or he was upset with them or he didn't – or he had mixed emotions or whatever. He was not He was not Aaron Rodgers last season for the whole he season. Was he just wasn't. No, he, he was not. And, and, so, and, you know, you're saying he's not – he was not last year the guy that we've come to know as Aaron Rodgers, the first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the great quarterbacks of all time. 
it's not like he's done anything so far that makes you think he's running to, to Florham Park. No. It, it's not like he's, he, he's, he's ready to go. He's just looking for another opportunity, and the Jets are the team that are giving him the opportunity, and he's, ready, he's, he's, he's on their doorstep. As soon as they can make an announcement, he's ready to go. It just seems like everything – and we don't even know what we're waiting on. We're, you know, sometimes you get into these situations and it's, you know, it's negotiation with the team, it's a negotiation with the contract, the draft picks, all these – by all accounts, and maybe everybody's just making it up, but by all accounts, everything's in place. Yeah. Everything is done. And the only thing we're waiting for is Aaron Rodgers, and, and it's not – like, what is he waiting on? Yeah, that's the question. The only, th- the only thing it possibly could be, Gordon, is – trying to, you know, make that money squared away between the Jets and Packers. That that could be the only thing in my mind that could be an issue. Unless when he went down there or he went back to them and told them, I owe my guy, Pat McAfee, we have a longstanding understanding. Listen, we're good. This, I'm going to be there, blah, blah, blah. I just need to hold off the announcement until I promised him. I owe him this favor. He's been my guy. He's helped me out through a bunch of different things. I just want to make the I just want to hold the announcement until I get to him. But we're good. I'm coming. I'll be there. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll. I'm impressed with you guys. But unless that is the deal, then I don't know what's going on. So if we're sitting here tomorrow and he still has not made up his mind. Uh, they better, they better, <laughs> the whole Jet franchise, sales, marketing, owners, coaching staff, everybody needs to camp outside Lamar Jackson's door. <laughs> Because that's the last shot you got. Yeah, that's. That, I'm just saying, if they, if we and, don't know about tomorrow, and, and bring a Brinks truck. Yep. If bring we don't know about tomorrow, that's what you have to do. And I don't know why you haven't called him. If I'm not saying they haven't, but I would think that they should have called him a long time ago. I know I would have. I'm telling you right now, because that's him. the la- that that's that that is the absolute last chance cafe. That's right, no question. If, if you don't land Aaron Rodgers. And you are not able to land Lamar Jackson. There's no way that this is a successful offseason. I mean, who's going to be quarterback? I don't know. You hear, you hear uh, Matt Stafford's name. He could be had in a trade now. You hear, uh, obviously, Tannehill's name. <laughs> but here's the thing. Sometimes you have bad plans. The plan was all – this was the plan. And, yeah. and, and they just failed on the plan. It wasn't necessarily a bad plan, but if it turns out that he doesn't want to come here and you've wasted all this time wooing him and courting him and everything else, boy, oh boy, that not a good would plan. Be, yeah, that's not a that, that that plan went. The only the only rule is it's got to work, and uh, if right. it doesn't work, the, the heads will have to roll. I mean, I yeah. don't know what else to say, and I I think that by I don't know if it's tomorrow. I hope so because I'd like to talk about something else, but <laughs> I would think that by tomorrow, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. All the, all the, uh, he's not going to retire. He's not going back to Green Bay. There's no other team that wants him. He's got $60 million on the table. Everything just lines up for him to be a Jet. It has to happen. I'm telling you, if it wasn't NFC, I could see Tampa swooping in at the last minute. I mean, they're talking about Baker Mayfield, Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not, that's not good for anybody. (laughs) That's not, that's not what anybody wants. They're talking about Baker Mayfield. 
If that was an NFC, I I could see them swooping. Well, I mean, I guess Rodgers could kind of say, you know what, I I I I want he, if he wants to be a free agent, he could really put the pressure to the Packers because of his contract situation. I, I guess that's a possibility. It just to me seems kind of far fetched. I, I agree. I, just, I I feel like that. You know, I, I get it. It's annoying to to be sitting here and the guy says he's not going to hold you up and. And free agency starting, man. We'd like to have something in place here so we can know for sure what the, the deal is. But you have to think, figure before too long here, before this week gets too old, at some point somebody's going to do something. Hey, listen, Quentin Williams is waiting. Yeah. And you saw what the defensive tackles are getting nowadays, Gordon. He's Not cheap. <laughs> There's no bargains in that. There's no Groupons that go along with those defensive tackles, Larry. No. No. And rightfully so. He played great, and uh, he's a cornerstone. He's going to be here longer than a year. Yep, absolutely. And he's one of your own. You drafted him. You got to take mm-hmm. care of him. It would, be ni- it would be nice for the Jets, A, to have talent that's worthy of an extension, <laughs> and B, to give him the extension. It would be nice to get a second contract for somebody they drafted. Yeah, that Doesn't has not happened a whole lot. No, it um, hasn't. has not. In the recent history. Not at all. Not at all. More conversation next on 98. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. For all the time we spent talking about Daniel Jones, it wasn't like that was the only thing the Giants had to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they they took care of Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I mean... Look, I understand when he's healthy, he's a he's a weapon and he's one of your own. But I mean, and it wasn't a ton of money, and you need depth and all these types. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. uh, always. Hurt. I hate to say it, he's always hurt. Yeah, he's always hurt. Do you think he's going to be healthy now? You, you taking another shot? One year. You want to make sure have somebody you can throw the football to if he's. Oh, for how long? Yeah, I know. I know they're trying to reward him. I don't know. You know, he was he was big. He, he was he was in there. He was a big part of them on the sidelines, rooting them on, helping I with guess. the younger receivers and stuff like that. So I, I guess they know. felt they, they needed to reward him. Um, sources say that the Giants are going to sign uh, Bobby Okereke mm-hmm. the uh, to a four year, forty million dollar deal from right. the Colts uh, last season. <laughs> Boy, talk about playing for a contract. One hundred fifty one tackles, ninety nine solo. It's not bad for a, a middle linebacker. Yeah. And that was something that they were targeting for a while, apparently. So um, that's a, a move that they make there. You're still kind of waiting to see what the, the move for the skill positions is going to be. It's mm-hmm. not exactly a great list of, of wide receivers that are available. Jacoby Myers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Lazard, which seems like he's going to go wherever uh, Aaron Rodgers goes if he, mm. if he goes someplace. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how this is uh, taking shape. We spent all that time with with Daniel Jones, and oh my God, he's getting forty million. Oh my God! Um, but uh, now that that's settled down, now the real the real hard work. It's a big off season for the Giants. It is. It definitely is. They have some more. They they've got a lot more to do. Uh, you know, they, they got off to a great start. Yes, give them credit. They they surpassed what a lot of folks thought. Maybe some people in the building. Uh, but you know, there's 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 expectations now that are expect- oh, absolutely. expected for this team now that you did so started out so well and that's a good thing yeah that's a good thing raise absolutely. the expectations that's right good if you're a giant fan you're happy you're happy your team got into the postseason you're not happy what happened 
but they're happy you got into the postseason, and now you're looking for more. That's why there's a bunch of those Giant fans who want some splashy, uh, you know, responses, Gordon, to this free agent thing. Well, I mean, it's like anything else, right? When free agency, come, when the trade deadline comes in a sport, you want your team to be getting the best and the brightest and the biggest moves, and and it, and especially in the NFL. I mean, the teams that are front and center on the first day of free agency, a lot of the times it doesn't take long to see, boy, they made a lot of mistakes by being, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like uh, Dave Gettleman wasn't active in free agency. He signed a lot True. of free agents. <laughs> Didn't sign many good ones, but he did sign a lot of free agents. He definitely so, did. Well, hopefully it's, it's about finding value. That's the key, especially in a, in a sport like the NFL with a salary cap. It's about mm -hmm. signing a guy, and will he outperform his contract? So you can sign a guy to top of the market, but then he's going to have to be one of the best at his position. That, that doesn't happen a lot after coming in from free agency. So sometimes playing it a little under the radar is the right way to go. We'll see. I, I know a lot of Giant fans already – Again, they they make it out like I think it's just because Joe Shane is not Dave Gettleman. They have yeah. full faith and and look since he's been here, it's only been one year and they went mm -hmm. to the playoffs and exceeded all expectations. So I guess I get it, but uh, I, I need to see a little bit more before I'm ready to say you know what the Giants are going to be a playoff team again next year. There's a lot of pressure too on Dable because of what he was able to do because now he's got to add some more off. Add some more stuff, Gordon, some more schemes to his offense because uh, clearly people are, are going to have, have the whole, whole offseason to adapt to what he did last season. So yeah, now no the question. question, so now what do you do? And, and if you get those extra receivers, okay, how do you scheme it so that you, you are kind of aggressive, but you keep Daniel Jones in the low turnover situation and category the way he was last season when he didn't really throw a lot? And I think that the expectation has to be that Daniel Jones is th – this season for Daniel Jones is now the new floor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That he's going to exceed that, right? Because now he's – and look, 40 – I mean, people were getting carried away as if $40 million was the top of the market. I mean, by the time the season rolls around, he's probably going to be 10, 12, somewhere in that range. But, you know, you take a look at his stats from this past year – they don't exactly jump off the page. And if you're getting paid top 10 quarterback type of money, mm -hmm. your numbers are expected to jump off the page. So, yes. uh, you know, it's great what they did this past year, but much like with Daniel Jones, that's now the floor. If they yeah. go into next year and they're not a playoff team, they're not playing important games in December, it's going to feel like very much like that first year with the Knicks with Tom Thibodeau. Oh, that was fool's mm -hmm. gold. See, they weren't really that good. They just kind of lucked out. That, that's what people will be saying. I got to ask you this, Gordon, um, going back to the Jets for a second. Mm -hmm. Joe, cover your ears. Chantel, when Joe passes out, you'll have to take over. Just, just be ready. Gordon, does this mean by them, because they, you know, we, we know that uh, Robert Sala wanted Mike White to stay on. They wanted to sign him to keep him. Okay. Does this mean that they really are going to have a run at Aaron Rodgers helping Zach Wilson uh, to try no to get better. There's, there's, Larry, there's no way. There's, because there's, I mean, clearly you knew you weren't you weren't you couldn't have both of them on the same team. Not after last year. No, I, yeah, I, I don't think that the Jets are all that. I, I never felt like this Jet regime was all that keen on, on Mike White, even when he was here. He was mm -hmm. their, you know, he was their last resort. Uh, because Zach Wilson was as bad, and 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 really their hand was forced, right? Yeah. The whole locker room <laughs> is basically revolting against the the organization, so they had no choice but to play him. 
So I don't think that they were all that disappointed that uh, Mike White went someplace else. And I cannot believe that the Jets, even if they got Aaron Rodgers, would say, you know what, Aaron, this is Zach. You show him. He's a big fan of yours. Uh, You're going to show him the ropes and how to do this and how to do that. Aaron Rodgers is not coming here to do that. And um, I think that as soon as somebody, if anybody, ever calls the Jets with anything of value for, for Zach Wilson, if they do get um, Aaron Rodgers, then I think that that would be the time to maybe pull the trigger if you can get something of value for Zach Wilson. But if something, you know, he's he's one snap away from getting back on the field. Boy. Well, you know, I think what they'll do is they'll get Rodgers here and then they will look around and it'll be more about who can they afford to put in that spot mm. because they expect Rodgers to play every single game. If for some reason he misses a game, They'll find somebody. It will not. Zach Wilson, you cannot go into next year. I don't care if you have the $6 million man, Steve Austin, at, at quarterback, and he's indestructible. You cannot have Zach Wilson. You, you, in a year where you have to make the playoffs, and sometimes it comes down to just one game. Yeah. You true. cannot go into next year with Zach Wilson as your backup quarterback. Just can't. No, I mean, that, that page has been turned. Okay. Cannot happen. I hear what you're saying. As much as I would love for it to happen, Larry, I would—I mean, you'd have to resuscitate me with CPR because I would be laughing. So, you know, you get to the final week of the regular season and the Jets are forced to go with Zach Wilson as the quarterback. Game. game oh, I would. Oh, I would eat it up. I, I would offer uh, Ryan Hurley to be on the air 24 hours because I would be so overjoyed. You and Joe should do a show together. Oh, the Joe would have a great time. <laughs> he would have a great time. When we return, Gordy, we'll turn our attention to the New York Knicks. They had a big win last night, but uh, they need to go on a little bit of a roll here, and we already know Jalen Brunson is not is questionable for tomorrow night. That sounds like to me he's not playing, and I could understand that because they don't play again to what, Saturday? So that gives him a couple more days to rest that foot. So we'll talk next, next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. First reveal of our rewatchable movie bracket that we do here on 98.7 ESPN. But Gordon, excuse me, it's, it's got to be tough though, right? You know you really need these games. But you also know that you, the, you have to be not short-sighted but look down the road, and you need – it's clear. You are going to need Jalen Brunson as healthy as possible for you to do anything in the postseason. And I get that there's that temptation to see if he could play. They did it in the first half uh, in Sacramento. It, it, You know, he had some issues again it, with the foot. They said, you know what, let's shut him down again. I think it's the right thing to do, even though it wasn't pretty without him. No, of course. I mean, he might be your best player. So losing him at a critical time with a road trip and everything else, and they did try to give it a go in Sacramento. I was kind of surprised that he did play, but I think that they got um, a little bit of a warning, right? Like It could have been a lot mm. worse. He could have been in, injured it even worse and been out for even longer. So now I think that they're going to play it by uh, as safe and as close to the vest as possible, and I don't think that you will see him uh, in any way until he's uh, 100%, even if it means that you don't have him for the rest of the road trip. 
I, obviously, Julius Randle had a heck of a game last night. Gordon had a great start, and Tibbs talks about him. We'll hear from Tibbs on Julius in a minute. But I want to talk about R.J. Barrett, especially in that fourth quarter. And, Gordon, the thing that really jumped off the table to me in that fourth quarter was his aggressiveness and not settling for the jumper, but going to the rack, strong, finishing, and getting easy layups and going time after time after time. And, you know, that was what you really – that's what you've been waiting for from him, right, to, to not rely on the jumper. Hey, the jumper's not falling. We need points, okay? They're doubling Randall. You know what's coming with Randall. We'll talk about Randall in a minute. But, Gordon, for me, that was – I know I can't get the 30 points from, from R.J. Barrett every night, but I'll take that aggressiveness, that idea of let me put my head down – and take it to the ten. I, I'll take that. I'll take that. R.J. Barrett every night. Yeah. Now you just want to see it consistently, because we've seen him have games where he looks like R.J. Barrett, the, the R.J. Barrett we've come to expect. But then it kind of it comes and it goes. It fades. It's it's been a very inconsistent year. So I don't know. Uh, it's great that when you need him the most, he has stepped up. Because with Brunson being out, this is uh, the time where you need somebody to kind of fill that void and. and and fill that hole in, in terms of scoring and everything else. So it's great that he has stepped up, and at least in the game against the Lakers, looked like the R.J. Barrett we expect. But uh, it's still a test. It's still a question of whether or not you're going to get that on a more regular basis because this is the time that they need it, that's for sure. Tibbs on R.J.'s fourth quarter. Well, I think the big thing in the fourth quarter is understanding the difference in the game. The fourth quarter is a lot different. The intensity is different. If you're going in and you're floating around and you're shooting fadeaway, that's no good. You're not getting anywhere. You're not going to get the calls. right? You're not going to finish. right? Attack the rim. So when you attack the rim, good things will happen. Either you score, you get fouled, we get the offensive rebound, or maybe you, you, you miss and, or maybe it gets blocked. Right, but you got to be aggressive and you got to attack. And then if there's two or three guys hanging on you, spray the ball. That means someone else is wide open. So let the game tell you what to do. And I thought he read the game well, but the important thing is attacking the rim. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I couldn't have said it better myself, Tibbs. <laughs> that's that's what you want him to do. And give him credit for realizing that, seeing the opening, and Gordon being aggressive and finishing. And that's the other thing. Like he he's done that before. And then you get frustrated, the ball rolls around the rim and comes out or something like that. But he was able to finish. And so, boy, it was so much needed last night because I got to tell you this, Gordon. This Nick team drives me nuts. And they drive me nuts late in games because they get apprehensive. There is a thin line between running the clock down but running it down so much that you have to force up a shot. Hurry. Okay? And and they when it gets late, the final four minutes of a game, that's what they do. And you see them just slow down, and then nobody wants to shoot. And then they'll give it to Randall. And then nobody wants to move. And then you know what's coming, Gordon. You know what's coming. The double team is coming. Mm-hmm. And then, The over-dribbling. And-, and then there's turnovers. Mm-hmm. And then the momentum rolls, and then they say, uh-oh, here we go again. This is what happens when we lose the lead. And you just like, you're like, can somebody just take control here? It is so frustrating to watch. Yeah. So well, I mean, it, it's certainly going to be a case when the point guard is out. Um, now, that's been, there's been times when the point guard's been in, and that still has been an issue. But, uh, you know, with, with no Brunson, that's going to be even more pronounced. So 
Um, it was nice that Barrett kind of filled the void, not only of Brunson, but when you know Randall cools off a little bit in the second half, and that's when Barrett stepped up. So that was a game. That was the one where it stems the tide, uh, mm-hmm. right? Because if you lose that one, then it's like, oh, oh you know. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And the, the roof is coming down here very quickly. So uh, that was one that they desperately needed to have. I thought that the bench even played uh, well in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, Mitchell Robinson, uh, excuse me, uh, Grimes and, and Quickly and, and Hart and uh, McBride. McBride would played well. Toppin, I thought, played well. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was nice to see the bench kind of stepping up in their own way, even though, you know, maybe it doesn't jump off the page at you. But, um, I mean, that's what you need when you, one of your stars is out, and the Knicks are not that overly talented of a team that they can, you know, take nights off, especially not when they lose a player like Brunson. Yeah, yeah, there's no question about it. Tibbs, talk to me about Julius Randle and that bounce-back game from 5 of 24 shooting against the Clippers. you got to be careful when you make judgments based on one game. He's got 70 games into the season, so sometimes we, you know, like we're we're quick to judge, and you're not looking at it in totality. You're like, okay, what has transpired over 70 games? And you know, I try not to overreact to anything in one game. Like, which way are we trending? So I always look three, five, ten, right? And what what's going on in in those sequences? And so, if someone can miss shots, that's part of the game. Don't let it take away from anything else. And he, hey, look, we're all human. Like you could have anyone could have a bad day. If you have a bad day, the next day you got to bounce it back and have a great day. So I, I thought I thought he did that. And was, I thought it was great. I need his phone number for when I make my wife angry because I didn't do anything or did, didn't mm. follow the list. Mm-hmm. He could help me out a big deal. He is a boy. When he believes in you, he is on your side. He tends to be a little shouty sometimes. I don't know if that's going to help your case in all cases. There, you know, you need you need, you need somebody with a level. I get I get the you want the faith in you, but um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yelling might. Uh, as long as he has that tone, we're good. That's the thing. But you need it after the game, and that's not that. Well, you're talking you're talking about in the heat of battle. Uh, we know Tibbs. He's not. Uh, he's not uh, soft spoken in those circumstances. No, he isn't. No, he isn't. Listen, I give Julius Randle all the credit in the world, Gordon. He's look. He's had a great season. Nobody, nobody's going to take that away from him. And he came out against the Lakers saying, "Guess what? I'm making up for that bad game I had against the Clippers." So I give him a ton of credit. But Gordon, there's always, and I was talking with a very good friend about this earlier today. Gordon. There's always seems like one or two turnovers that's late in the fourth quarter that you can count on him for. And that's a concern. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way, Gordon, where they can convince him to do something different. Now, look, I get that when you're doubled, if, if you're going to delay and you're going to turn your back, they're, they're going to double-team you anyway. I mean, Brunson's been double-teamed. The, the thing for Brunson is that he's able to feel, sense it and move the ball. He looks where every, he knows where everybody is and moves the, gets rid of the ball so he doesn't turn it over. There's always, Gordon, it just seems like there's always one, one or two plays late where he feels like, I got to take it, I'm going to dribble it, and I'm going to make my move. And Susie puts it down, the league knows. When he turns his back, Go get him. Well, that's going to be a problem because if the league knows it during the regular season, what do you think is going to happen in a playoff series? All the time. All the time. <laughs> that is that is something that has to be in the back of your mind. Even, you, even if you're the biggest Julius Randle fan in the world, mm-hmm. 
And and once again, it's not just him. I mean, I just saw I'm, I'm watching yeah. the Phoenix Golden State game, and you know, uh, one of the sons just got Poole just took the just tried to snatch the ball. One of the players turned back was turned, and and almost got it away. So I get it. It happens. It doesn't just happen to Julius Randle. I get it. But I'm not a Golden State fan. <laughs> I'm and a Knicks do, fan. And, and it does feel like with him. You can see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. It's like in slow motion. It's like the car accident in slow motion. It feels yeah. like you can see it coming from a mile away. And you, and yeah. you, you, you figure, like, how can he not see it coming from a mile away? Yeah. It, it's, and you know they you know went over the video. Oh, you know they've I'm worked sure. on it practice after practice. Yep. You know they have. You know. And it's just he just doesn't. Gordon, he doesn't feel the pressure. You know, like nope. we talk about quarterbacks. He doesn't feel it. He doesn't feel when the rush is coming, and, and I wonder if it's it, it, that part of it is he doesn't feel it, but also part of it feels like he can he can battle through it because he's yeah. like that bull in the china shop. Yes. So I don't know, yeah. but uh, no, it's it is an issue, no question about it. What's not an issue? The reveal of our first region in the rewatchable movie bracket that is next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. On 98.7 ESPN.